The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. In this special NCAA Tournament Edition, our host George Templeton breaks down the Rams' most recent game in the big dance. And now, here's George. Okay, welcome to Rams Rewind. Season ends in a unfortunately familiar fashion. St. Mary 63, VCU 51. Uh... Thank you for supporting this podcast all season and donating like our friend Manfred Duggins did. If you like what you hear and you want to help us out, even on a day like today, there is a link in the PayPal. Um, you know, we'll have off-season stuff as we get to it, you know, whatever newcomers, and I'm going to have something to say a, a little bit about that shortly uh, that, that are going to come in. We probably won't have that. We certainly won't have seven like last year, but we're going to need a few either in that transfer portal or in uh, – matriculating here um it's just you know it, it's very frustrating but thank you for supporting us there's a link in the paypal if you want to do if you want to do that and keep helping us out we really appreciate the support we've gotten from everybody all year Fifty-three sixty-one. bruce stevenson why do they always do this crap in the tournament that's a good question because it's just, it, it really is the same old stuff uh chris mj same bad habits no rebounds or boxing out too much dribbling the ball in the paint yes 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's see here. Where was Kern and Banks? Well, Kern was on the floor. They were just not giving him the ball. And I, I don't know. Some of that might have been St. Mary's, Chris MJ, but some of that was VCU, and they're just awful approach in the second half. Um, you know, Fermin had to get in there because of the foul trouble. And, you know, he had a couple blocks. You know what would have been nice is after one of those blocks if we'd actually run a play for him, see if he could have scored, and maybe that would have fired everybody up. But we didn't do that. We didn't do that because why the hell would we want to do that? That would be not thinking about the team. Um, Dan, I'm going to agree with you limitedly. Yes, we lost to a top 25 team. Yes, we won the league in the conference. We swept them, which we haven't done that since we've been in the A-10s. That's great. That is great. But but this, this game harkens back to the things I've talked about last year and other years, and it's like we're always the nearly team. We're never going to actually do it. And this game is an example because this game was there to be won, and it was still there to be won even when Ace was being hurt. And please, folks, please – Help me. Do not bring that injury up. I'm going to bring up the thing about that injury that really pisses me off, and that's the referees. But that's not why this team lost. It was going the wrong way at that point. It was going the wrong way at, the, at that point. Um, you know, it was. The, it was going the wrong way. We had the wrong approach. We got. We, we played right into St. Mary's hands. 
Um, you know, it's it's brutal. It was brutal, and that's even before the ace injury. But let's get uh, let's let's get let's get uh, let's get to the thing about that injury. These announcers blew. Debbie Antonelli, I don't mind, but Spiro Didis is an imbecile, and I don't have a problem saying that. It is a foul in basketball now, not just at the pro level, but at the college level. If you don't let somebody land on their jumper, that's a foul. Ace Baldwin did not kick his legs out. Did not. He is trying to land, and Logan Don Johnson, the dirty so-and-so, is right there where he's landing, and that's why he gets hurt. That should have been three foul shots. Ace could have taken him, although maybe, well, maybe not. His ankle was really hurt bad. He could have taken them and then subbed out. He could have, you know, or they could have subbed him out and somebody else could have taken him. That is a foul. The announcer that said what he said doesn't know his ass from a hole in the wall. And the referee's looking right at it and doesn't see it. Looking right at it and doesn't see it. See it. Uh, Kevin G, I don't know about us being behind in the, in the, in the name, image, and likeness because I'm hearing Ace Baldwin commercials, Nick Kern commercials, Jalen Deloach commercials. And they just announced that collective, so I'm not sure that's the case. I mean, Mike Urbanski, Kern was on the floor plenty. He just didn't produce because this team wouldn't get him the ball. He got 21 minutes tonight. Maybe he should have been out there more, but, um, you know, that's that was the issue there. But that was a huge, that was a huge play in the game. They were down five. The momentum was clearly with St. Mary's. That is foul. Now, maybe they pick a bad foul shooter and we don't make any of them anyway, but that would have been a big foul because here's the other thing. Lane Johnson would have fouled out of the game because he ended up with four. He ended up with four, and he should have been out of this game. Not that that would have made a difference. And, I mean, we just, in this second half, and you know what, the, I hate to say it, the worst thing that might have happened to VCU was none shooting that jumper without barely a pass to start the second half. He made that jumper. We got the lead. And then we just decided, let's play like that the rest of the half. Let's not pass the ball. Let's not run the offense. Debbie Antonelli was right. We were just cutting it off and going for hero ball. And you don't want to know why Mike Rhodes gets on my nerves. This is why. This is why. Because when the, when the crunch came... Did we did we did we rise above it and overcome it by playing smart team focused basketball? Did we up the intensity on the defensive end? We tried to on the defensive end, and we really couldn't, especially when once St. Mary's got downhill on us and got the lead and got the lead up to seven or eight. No, we reverted to hero ball. Everybody is dribbling, 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 drive, dribble, dribble, one pass shot. Not even trying to run an offense. And I'm sorry. You, you as the coach have got to call a timeout. And, and, and that's the thing. 17, when this game was still really close before the ace injury, I'm saying this is, this is not good, this offense. Call a timeout. Reset these guys. Nope. That is on the coach. Yes, it's on the players because they didn't execute. That is on the coach. And, and Carlos Diaz... In part, I will agree with you. 
we got taken out of our game. Some of that's them and their defense. A lot of that's us. These players just will not just get in this get this idea in their head that they have to do it themselves. And it's wrong. It's wrong. Manny Whitlock, Lawal, and Fermin had to get in there. We had foul trouble, severe trial trouble in the first half. Deloach had two. Johns had two. Quite frankly, I mean, Mitchell Saxon, it didn't matter who was on him. So I would have I almost would have rather had Lawal and Fermin at certain points because Deloach's efforts today were terrible. I mean, that is one of the worst games Jalen Deloach has played. And yes, there were the first two fouls were ticky-tack, and the fifth foul was ticky-tack. But he's got to play smart. He's got to understand how the refs are calling the game, even if it's inconsistent. And once again, he's got to realize he's a target. And he's not going to get the calls most of the time. He got hacked two or three times. When he tried to shoot the ball, nothing. Nothing. So if Jalen Deloach is still next here next year, because you never know who's going to go in the transfer portal and who's not, Jalen Deloach has got to understand something. The refs are going to give you nothing, and they're going to call everything on you. And to the best that you can, you have got to adjust to that and live with it. At least Jalen Deloach has stopped getting technical fouls. God bless him for that. So I think at least a little bit he's getting smarter up here, but he's going to have to get smarter than what he is right now. He's going to have to. Oh, my gosh. VCU, Ace Ball was, was 6 for 11. The rest of them were 12 for 38. Jesus, Lord have mercy. 12 for 38. Makes my head hurt. How many assists we have? Wouldn't have been. Seven assists. Seven assists, 14 turnovers. We were all right on turnovers the first half. I think we ended with only five or six. Had eight turnovers. What did, uh, And St. Mary's only ended up with eight. So they didn't turn it over much either. Uh, Chris MJ, yes, that is true. That is 100% true. We we absolutely love watching. We love ball watching this team, and we don't rebound, and it's bullcrap. It's bullcrap. And according to this, and again, I'm going off CBS Sports line, so there's every chance that this is wrong as hell. So let me see what the rebounds are. Rebounds. They're saying plus nine, 33-24, which actually means we were we were just, I think it was even in the second half. We did a much better job. We weren't giving up that many offensive rebounds until the end. But, boy, when we gave them up, we paid the price. And you got to box out. And here's the thing. You're not always going to get the rebound. Sometimes you're boxing out so your teammate can get it. Rebounding is a team thing. You know who had a lot of rebounds today? Logan Johnson, a guard, had 10 of them. That is unacceptable. That cannot happen. You cannot have their guard getting 12 and 10 on you. Disaster. That And, and that's the thing. VCU looked mentally fatigued and given up. We're going up against a team that plays only seven players. And they were running their stuff. And they were fresh as a daisy at the end. Um, Mike Urbanski... That, that I'm wondering the same thing. The TV was off. Man, I th- this television crew, except for Debbie Antonelli, was hard to stand. There's, they did not have their stuff together. Yeah, 
and and that's exactly and that is also true, Chris MJ. A lot of silly reaching fouls, but but you know what? I will say this about that. Yes, a lot of silly reaching fouls, but we got guys getting hacked. We got guys getting hit on three pointers, and nothing's being called. These referees were awful today. They were awful, and of course, after they realized that they missed the call when Ace got hurt, they called a bunch of ticky tack stuff, and then it was straight. Well, Manny Whitlock, that's a very good point. Manny Whitlock says St. Mary seemed to have more defenders in the paint collectively than we did. That is a problem of two things. One, players with bad decision making. How many times did Brandon Johns turn into a turn himself into trouble? Turn himself into a double team. Turn himself into the baseline. Turn himself into having somebody right on him. But that is lack of ball movement. Because if you're off the ball movement, excuse me. Because if you're not, if you're moving off the ball, then they cannot rotate to the weak side, as Doug Hines said in the thread, in the game thread. He was absolutely right. They did a fabulous job of rotating to the weak side, uh, 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 St. Mary's. But you, if you're moving the ball around, if you're moving the ball around, or you're, excuse me, if you're moving yourself around, that's a lot harder to do. And the off-ball movement was not there today. It was not there. And what I don't understand is we got in the same mess against Dayton and we did so many of the right things and we played inside-outside. And I know St. Mary's is better than Dayton. I know it. St. Mary's does is basically like Dayton. They just do everything a little bit better and they have a little more size. But the same things that work to come back in that Dayton game – could have worked here, and you didn't do them. So, Mike Rhodes, all of you that were sitting there yelling, screaming at us for criticizing him and saying this and that and the other, oh, how could you say he was not? he's not wonderful? Look at what he just did. This is why. This is why. And, of course, when we're trying to come back at the end, we missed some free throws. That was great. Missed the front end, another front end of the one-on-one one we bricked. We need a foul shooting coach. We need a foul shooting coach because this is and, – and, again, if, if they're not going to do that, Mike Rhodes was one of the best foul shooters when he was a player, then he needs, then he needs to make that a personal preference. He needs to make that a personal thing for him. He needs to make that a personal thing for him because this is ludicrous. You know, when they had a squeak of a chance to get back in it, they miss one out of two, and then St. Mary's would go down and hit them both. St. Mary's was 20 for 27. That's the other thing. VCU was in the bonus early, and they did better getting to the foul line than they did in the first half. But in the end, St. Mary's gets to the foul line more than them. I know some of that's fouls at the end, but golly, Moses. Well, and that's, that's the thing, Manny Whitlock. You're absolutely right about their ball movement and touches. That's their game. That is the way they play offense. That is how Randy Bennett and St. Mary's has won all these games the last 20-plus years. I mean, you can be proud of Ace and his, and, his, and his toughness, but the problem was Ace could, only, Ace could only create for himself today. Ace had three assists, and he had 11 shots. And I don't care that he made 6 of 11. That is not a formula for success for VCU. It's not when the rest of your teammates shoot 12 of 38, 
You're not going to win. Not unless you, not unless you have 37, not unless you have 37, like you did, like you did against St. Louis. That, that formula isn't going to cut it. Yeah, Doug Hines, that was, that was, and the thing is the game still could have went in a balance there, but it's six straight trips down the floor and almost all of them was somebody trying to drive. And again, I like driving the paint because you get fouls if the referees are going to call them and you can put people under pressure. But I'm trying to think, I don't, I maybe once in this game, maybe twice, but probably once in this game did I see VCU drive the paint and kick it out. Every time it was VCU driving in to a big player, a bigger player oftentimes, right on them. And why could St. Mary's do that? Because St. Mary's could be confident that VCU was not going to kick the ball out of the post. They could be confident of that. They could have been confident of that because VCU's not moving. So, again, blame the players that drove the ball. But at times, when they would drive, even if they were looking to pass it out, who are they going to pass to? There's nobody on the side that side of the floor with them. There's not, they're not balanced. The floor's not balanced. They're not good spacing. There's four. All the guys are on one side of the floor, so he's got no one to pass to, even if he wanted to pass. That can't happen. That can't happen. Damn it. Look, Steve Floyd, I had no problem seeing Fermin play. Going small wasn't going to work. Not again, not with Mitchell Saxon going going to town like he was on us. I mean, they were just bigger than us anyway. I didn't again, I I was glad to see Fermin and the wall in there. They were gonna make some they were gonna make some mistakes. They also made some good plays. Yeah, rebounding was a killer. And again, they're the bigger team and all that. But VCU didn't do the basic things well. You got to box out so you, when you're the smaller team, you have to rely even more on fundamentals. You got to box out so your teammate can get the ball. You got to take a man as soon as the shot goes up, assume it's going to be missed. Where was Kern Mandy Whitlock? He was out there. They weren't looking for him. They were not looking for him. Some of that's them. I'll give, I'll give St. Mary's credit. They watched the tape. And they, and they probably said, we are not going to let Nick Kern get loose. And he had those five early points. VCU was playing well. But VCU's, VCU's got to look for him. But I think St. Mary's were making damn sure they could take him away. And why couldn't – and why wouldn't they? Jaden Nunn wasn't hitting. Brandon Johns wasn't hitting. Watkins wasn't hitting. Schreiber wasn't hitting. Zeb Jackson wasn't hitting. Zeb. Especially Zeb, God. I know he's he's more of a scorer than a creator, and he loves to score off the bounce, but Zeb, one for seven. Some of them shots were terrible shots. One for three at the foul line. <sighs> Not good enough. Not good enough. Zeb, you can run this offense. I've seen you do it. I saw you do it against Pittsburgh, who... We had a huge lead in this game, and Iowa State's actually cut this thing down. So I'm watching that now. But I saw you do it against Pittsburgh, who's in the tournament. I saw you do it against Arizona State, who's in the tournament. This game still could have been won, even with Ace's injury.
Um, Watkins, Watkins was just, again, Watkins reverted to a lot of his bad habits. He had, he, he had wanted to, he had one nice attempt at a pass early in the game. And then I swear every time I saw Watkins get the ball, it looked like he was going to jack it up. And again, if you're getting all the way to the basket and you're getting a layup and a dunk or a dunk, great. But in general, you need to pass that ball out. You need to pull it out. And it's little things. They get the 10-second call under the basket. And you've got the inbounder. That ball has got to go to Ace Baldwin or Jaden Nunn. That ball goes to Christian Vermeen. He tries to dribble. He turns it over. You can be mad at Christian Vermeen for that. But I'm mad at VCU because, again, you have to make sure one of your ball handlers gets it. I don't care if you got to throw it all the way in the backcourt. Throw it all the way in the backcourt. That is a bad job by VCU. That is a bad job at designing an out-of-bounds play by the coaching staff. Uh, Mandy, because we weren't making threes. Shooting more threes would, would have been a bad idea. We were 5 for 14. One of those right at the end. Um, I didn't want a shooting threes. I did not want a shooting threes that much. Or, or not much more than that today. I mean, that, that's the thing I don't mind. 49, 49 field goal attempts, 14 threes is probably about where I want it. That's probably about where I want it. Because we're not that good a three-point shooting team. And, you know, David Shriver had a couple makes today, but he took a couple of shots that you're just like, God dang it. The guy's right on top of you. It's not a good shot. Don't take it. And Shriver, for the most part this season, has been good at that. Since the early portion of the season, he's been good at refusing bad shots. Unfortunately, he took a couple today that he shouldn't have. And what this comes down to, ultimately, is Aiden Mahaney... Aiden Mahaney gets in foul trouble, and Marshall Otis comes in and eats us up. And it's too bad we don't have plus minus today, because I guarantee you Marshall Otis would have just about had the best plus minus out of anybody. When Aiden Mahaney was on the floor, their offense was struggling. He was pressing. It's a pity he kept getting fouls, because honestly, the way he was playing, I would have loved for him to stay on the floor. And when he was off the floor and Marshall Otis was in there, they were a much better team. Because Marshall Onis was moving the ball, keeping the ball moving, getting good shots. He was getting to the foul line. He has 13 points on five five field goal attempts. That's because he's six of eight from the foul line. And he makes that horse maneuver three, which was a killer. Oh, should have been a shot clock violation. Should have been a turnover. That pass to Saxon was not a good pass. You've got to get these loose balls. How many times did VCU have their hand on the ball and not be able to control it? And they paid the price several different times in this game for that. And that's concentration, I, I feel like. And that's that's being too tight. Oh, So, it's another one and out. It's another one and done. That's two for Mike Rhodes, not counting the, the COVID screw up. It's a good season, no question about it. When you, when you win your regular season in the conference, when you win your conference tournament, it is a good year. But again, this is a program that should be aiming to win tournament games regularly. It should be aiming to get in the, in the, in the second weekend once every few years, once every four, five, six years. And here we are, and we still are, stu we still are stuck on one trip beyond the first weekend in our school's history. 
And you saw the stat. We talked about it before about all those programs where VCU's got more trips to the second week, more trips to the tournament than them. And yet one time in the second weekend and that's it. Once. And I just, I just, I'm sorry. It's not good enough. I want more than that for us. We should want more than that. I, I, because this, and again, I talked about this after the battle for Atlantis last year. I'm worried that what we are is a program with a ceiling. And the ceiling is we're going to be close, close, close. And every now and then we'll get to the tournament, but we're never going to get that brass ring. We're never going to get those wins in the tournament. We're never going to get to the second weekend like we want to. And I, and again, if that's if that is satisfying the people, then I guess it is. It just doesn't. It's not going to cut any ice with me, and it's not going to grow this fan base, and it's not going to grow these the fandom for VCU beyond what it is now. This team needs to win games in the tournament. This team is good enough. This program is good enough. The recruiting is good enough. The talent is good enough. This is a team that can get to the second weekend. The transfer portal can make that possible. Two. We're in a conference that, except for this year, normally gets multi-bids. We're in a conference where you're capable of getting to the tournament and getting at-larges. We ought to want more than this. Whether fans do, whether Easy Ed does, I don't know. But we ought to want more than this. And Mike Rhodes has got to answer for why... When the going really gets tough in these kind of games, we do the same wrong things every time. We do the same wrong things. We, we start having everybody try to do it themselves. We don't work together. We don't pass to each other. We don't screen for each other. We get out coached. We get out coached. And I mean, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem for me. And that's why this this stings. Because, again, St. Mary's had the longest trip of anybody in the tournament. Moraga, California to Albany. You know, 2,800 miles, whatever the hell it was. I know we had people there. There were people in this group that were there. The VCU fans were loud. And I'll tell you, and it's just to, to have a team. And that's the other thing. We even got an early tip time, which should have been a which should have been a problem for St. Mary's because it's been a problem for the other West Coast teams. Southern Cal had to tip at twelve forty, and you saw them circle the drain uh, today against Michigan State. The opportunity was there. A lot of people in the country liked us with good reason, and here we are once again wondering what if and out in round one. And it's very, very frustrating. Uh, Jason Hutto, I guess, I don't see the difference. UVA should have won their game. Kihei Clark just lost his mind. UVA was in position to win their game. And I know they were a four facing a 13, but so what? You know, we were briefly in position to win this game. And then we just did everything wrong for the entire second half pretty much. We got to be better than this. We got to be better than this. And we've got to understand that when the going gets tough, 
then that means you got to rely more on your teammates. That means you got to you cannot rely on yourself. You got to rely more on your teammates. You've got to be willing to work hard for each other. You've got to be willing to put it on the line for each other. It is not about you. And that's everybody on this team. So, thank you, everybody, in the game thread. Again, if you're not a member of the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group, you should be. We had a good game thread today. Uh, we've had, you know, features all season. Uh, VCU by the numbers. And we did a, we had a comparison of St. Mary's and VCU's uh, Wednesday as we were getting ready for this game. Um, you know, tales from the non-conference, which will and keep going as long as our non-conference opponents keep playing. And, of course, we'll be following Duquesne in the CBI, which starts Saturday. Good luck to them. Uh, the odd will be will be following all our other teams track and field baseball uh, oh gosh I'm trying to think of the other spring sports and I'm drawing a blank that we have, <laughs> we have. I do apologize um, but uh, lacrosse yes thank you Conley Moses lacrosse um, and of course as we go to the off season golf thank you Adam ball golf yes as we go to the offseason, we'll we'll, we're going to keep our eyes on the transfer portal. Uh, we're going to keep our eyes on the recruiting. Uh, expect another series on the new players. Of course, I can't imagine we're going to have seven new players like this year, but we'll see. And let's say something about that. Um, I love Jalen Delochevich. You all know that. I think he's going to turn into a I, – I think he's turning into a fantastic player. Um. But at times he got bullied down low. And quite frankly, that has grown, I have grown tired of that. And what we need in the transfer portal is a big thumper. Somebody that is 6'9 six, six, or above, 6'10, six, 6'11, six, who when somebody like Mitchell Saxon backs into him, they don't move. So we'll, you know, we'll see Rosales. We'll see Michael Rosales. It's a good question. It's a question I can't answer about needing more NIL money and all that. But we need a big thumper, whether we get that in recruiting or the transfer portal. There's been some very good players that have entered the transfer portal. Everybody's talking about this kid from Princeton who, who because he can't go to graduate school at Princeton, is looking at the tra- is going to be in the transfer portal. Their center played great against uh, Arizona in that upset. That's somebody to look at, although everybody and their brother is going to be after him, so it's going to be tough. So they need that. They need a three-point sniper. Whether that's one of the players on this team that turns in that, whether that's Fats Phillips going to come back from the injury, whether that's somebody in the transfer portal, they need somebody to replace what David Shriver gave us this year. Thank you, David Shriver and Brandon Johns for a wonderful year with us. Thank you. Yeah, speaking of Shaka, Marquette wins 78-61. Pretty comfortable for them. Not too many uncomfortable moments for them. I have them going a long way. The uh, the the uh, the Marquette uh, Golden Eagles, and uh, I think Shaka is going to have a really good tournament. And I'm rooting for Shaka. I know other people may not be, but I am. I am rooting like hell for Shaka. So you know we'll be monitoring. We'll be monitoring. We'll be having our ear to the ground. And anybody else that does too, I really appreciate it. Um, it'd be interesting to see if any of our players do, and if our really good players do enter the transfer portal, 
that's the challenge for Mike Rose's staff is to keep those guys and re-recruit because everybody goes in now, and certainly teams will be sniffing around. Hopefully nobody's leaving. And, yeah, we'll see you guys. You know, we'll see you throughout the summer in the, in the Facebook group. Hopefully baseball gets its stuff together. We have another nice uh, tilt at winning the A-10 there. And, of course, with podcasts, you'll see those as well. Uh, and you know what? I know it's tough right now. It seems a long way away, but as I've found, October will get here sooner than you think. October will get here sooner than you think. In college basketball, 2023-2024 uh, will get here sooner than you think, and we'll be all back here again. We'll be all back here and again hoping and all that other stuff. And, of course, when we get the non-conference schedules, when we get the conference schedules, we'll, we'll do stuff on that as well. Um, so we'll be, we'll be definitely doing that as well during the offseason. So thank you all, all year for listening, all year for donating and supporting this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all year in the group for the comments. You did a fantastic job as always. You added this podcast, and I appreciate every one of you, and um, I appreciate everybody in this group. And, you know, tough end of the season, but again, it was good to be back in the tournament. Let's, let's hope we can go one, or one better or more next season. Let's make back-to-back tournaments because we haven't done that since the streak ended. So that's the next challenge for Mike Rhodes is with a lot of expectation, and there's going to be a fair amount of it because if, if the really good players come back and they can add, then there's going to be some expectation for this team. Can we handle that expectation and go to the tournament two years in a row? That's something we need to be doing as well. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the tournament as best you can. Good luck on all your brackets. Talk to you all later. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.